When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hi, everybody. We are Matt and Kevin, and welcome to Season 2 of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms. You can also find us on social media at Believe in OWL and Believe.com. This week, we look at more roster moves, Super's interview with Jimmy Fallon, and the final week of the Halloween event. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to week 38 of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast. We are on our second week of off-season stuff. Hope you all have been hanging in there and just suffering through the no Overwatch League play. Um, how has your life been, Kevin, in the week since we last recorded? Um, it's been pretty good. I mean, um, other other than getting used to the new 9 to 5 hours, you know, uh, for, for the job, um, I decided to treat myself a little bit. Uh, so I, I realized how much I'm getting with my paycheck and I was like, you know what? I need to do something fun. And so I bought a quest Two. I have a VR oh, machine in my house. Um, lucky for me, I haven't run into anything. Um, I haven't slapped anything off the table. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm getting used to all that. That's pretty fun. Um, other than that, yeah, just trying to get trying to get all my loot boxes, trying to get my skins, you know, before the season ends and trying to get as many of the cosmetics as I can. I'm not really lucky when it comes to loot boxes. So I, all my friends like finish their nine wins and they do it like really quickly. And then they're like, I guess we'll play, get you your nine wins. And then like, once we get nine, they're just like, all right, see, <laughs> see you next event. I'm like, okay. Um, but yeah. Um, just trying to get all the skins that I missed out on. I made sure to buy the Warlock Ash skin that I missed out on last week or last year. So I'm, I'm good on that. Um, and yeah, that, that's it for the most part. Just trying you, to get used to everything. Have you played Among Us on VR yet? Because apparently someone made Among Us in VR. I have not. Uh, I've, I've gotten Super Hot, which is the... Ooh, that uh, looks like a lot of fun. I haven't played it. Super Hot is... The matrix in vr whenever you move things move and you can like block bullets and cut bullets in half and it, it's fun it's a very fun game very i would say it's very vr like first game friendly um and then same thing with beat saber beat saber is just like guitar mm -hmm. hero but that's the one that everyone knows it's vr yeah um but yeah other than that i'm trying to figure out how to hook it up to steam so i can do uh -huh. all my weird steam games and then all that stuff because I feel like that's yeah. half the fun. Um, and yeah, that how much of a workout is it? 
it's kind of a workout. So I one of the games that I did buy um, was a game called Thrill of the Fight. Um, it is a boxing game. It is VR boxing. And it's that's a workout. That's a legit, like, you have to be swinging, like, guarding and, like, dipping, you know, uh, the 5Ds of dodgeball. Um, all that applies. So <laughs> it's just a matter of getting used to like swinging your arms for real and not just mm-hmm. like hitting a button. Um, yeah. I knew that my hours and hours of fitness boxing was going to pay off at some point <laughs> and this is it. So the only thing that I have to get if like for sure is a faceplate that's like sweat resistant because the mm-hmm. default band like slurps up all the sweat and it's not good. <laughs> so um, I'm ordering a rubber one so I could at least wipe it down. Uh, how how about you? How's how's everything going on your end? Uh, mostly good. Um, I've been watching Firefly, which I know it's like what twenty years old at this point, mm-hmm. but I finally got around to it, and I'm at, it's it's holds up I think pretty well. Mostly, um, I question Mal's um, use of of certain epithets when, uh, and he's not the most most feminist man on board, but. Um, I think his heart's in the right place. He just needs to be taught more how to be more accepting of people. Um, I'm also reading Sandman, which is fantastic. Again, after like what? It's been like 40 years since Sandman came out, like the 80s. Um, It's still absolutely really gripping. I really like it. Um, I started applying to more jobs. So I applied to, um, where did I apply to? I applied to... uh, the rap i applied to variety i applied to ign i applied to gimlet um there are some other places that i'm applying to still but like i i am actively trying to get find work because uh i needs the monies i might have gotten yeah. like a job offer that i didn't expect today from like a friend who's like hey can you do some research for me so that might be happening but aside from that yeah and then We'll talk about the uh, the Halloween event later, but I've been trying to do that, and it is, it's it's kind of sad this week how how much I suck. <laughs> I mean, it it is a very very rough, like, game. Like, not gonna lie, like trying to kill bosses and then rip tires come out. <laughs> I I knew that the second that I saw it in the trailer, I was like, I am not gonna have a good time with this. Like, oh, this no, is it, gonna it's be a terrible time. It, it it's gonna be rough. Sucks. Um. I thought like some of the other ones were a little rough normally, but like those are kind of breezy compared to this. Like, oh, yeah, I have no. to, I have to call in the Crusaders again, dude. Like, I have to get all my old friends. I have to, you know, have them recreate the whole Reinhardt short. Be like, you know, if I am called, I must answer. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, they're getting all the old people up today. So it's like a it's like a heist movie, except in the end, yeah. you're just like playing overwatch yeah it's oceans 11 but getting people on the computer gather the crew (laughs) just a a non-gaming not not non-game but like non-overwatch fun or not so fun update that i saw um so i've been like really really excited for cyberpunk it was supposed to come out in november and they're like okay we're done we're never gonna have any more delays and then there's people like I saw, I'm seeing this one tweet. Um, it's like, hi, before I book the 19th off work tomorrow, can I have full confirmation the game is going to come out that day? No take backsies. 
Um, and then there's like images of uh, cyberpunks like, hey, we're not delaying anymore. No more delays are happening. Today they're like, yeah, we're going to delay 21 days. <laughs> yeah, I remember Rip. that. It, like, Rip. I saw the tweet and I was like, this is so... <laughs> everybody's like please say psych please say, please say I mean, psych yeah, dude. I, I get the fact that you don't want crunch and that delaying the game is probably going to make it better but like to all those people who planned on taking that day off and actually already took the day off oof F in the chat guys F yeah. in the chat it, it was really funny uh, like a lot of my friends are just like well this sucks like I guess I guess we push back all of our plans to you know december and i'm like nobody's coming over anyway so <laughs> we're, we're all good uh, <laughs> i mean at least like in the meantime i'm waiting for hyrule warriors to come out so i can mm -hmm. i can just hack and slash until i'm bored so that's happening um i can't think of any other games that are coming out that are like able to fill that void as much yeah, I've been playing a lot of like in my downtime. I've been switching between um, playing Overwatch. I've been playing Valorant, and then on top of that, I've been playing Hades. Um, oh, I heard a lot Hades, of Hades is good. Hades is very pretty, um, but definitely a different type of game. It is a, um, it's like a dungeon explorer thing. Um, Don't you have to beat it like nine times to get like the full ending or something? I think so. But like, I, I haven't even done my first complete run. So I'm like, oh, okay. So this is going to be fun. Um, another thing is I'm also waiting on, I think either, I, I don't know if my friends are available this weekend or the next weekend, but we want to try out the Jackbox Party Pack 7. Um, that was released earlier this, this month. So, um, yeah, it, it's just party games that usually you have when you have friends over. But yeah, we can't have that. But this is still a good way of like doing it. Like, um, yeah, uh, just just note to people who do have Jackbox, don't don't play with your don't play with like your dad's drinking friends. It's kind of awkward. <laughs> are, are you speaking from personal experience on this? It, 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 as a matter of fact, I am. I had oh, to like MC like this thing and they're like, hey, Kevin, you have you have party game online that you can play with people. And I'm like, yeah, it's like, could you, could you do it with my drinking friends? And I'm like, oh, okay. So we had a group of like nine people in this lobby and I'm just like, there trying not to get roasted. And <laughs> it's just like, well, I, my dad's here, so I can't say anything like too bad about him, but like, I, I have to like, you know, stand my ground or else I'm going to just get made fun of like the whole time. So, Oh dear. I had to like throw in as many boomer jokes as I could. Uh, it was it was insane. <laughs> it was a gauntlet. Yeah, I see. I don't like. First off, my parents don't have friends, um, so whenever board game <laughs> night happens, it's just me and my siblings and them. So you can't. I can't really like dish out too much because um, I don't have to pay rent yet, and I feel like if I keep dishing out the the burns then i i'm gonna have to start paying rent and i'm not looking forward to that yeah okay so um let's get into this week's news uh as we mentioned it is the last week of the halloween event so um you've got one more week to get all your skins get those nine wins to get the ragdoll skin for um echo which i still can't believe they made that one free they should have 
like I would have paid. I don't play Echo, but I would have paid some good old Overwatch gold for that. Um, we also got the two last events on Junkenstein this week. They are um, the mystery swap where it'll just like randomly change your heroes at any. I, I don't know if it's, t- I think it's timed. I didn't figure out the timing, but they just change your heroes. Um, and then there's the shock tire one where if you kill anything that can harm you. So if you kill the Zombardiers, if you kill any of the, uh, the uh, elites, then shock tires come out. And I think it, it varies, I think, depending on who you kill. So like if you kill a Zombardier, it's just one shock tire. But if you like kill Roadhog, I'm pretty sure it's three. Um, I, I beat the first event pretty easily. It took me maybe um, two or three tries to get it down. But I played the shock tire one for two hours and I have still not beaten it. I'm partially blaming that on all the levers. Oh my God. I have not seen so many levers in an arcade event in so long. Like once that first tire hits the door, people are like, okay, I'm out. Peace. Yeah. Like this isn't the one unless there is like a, I don't know if there's an achievement for getting a perfect on it. Um. <laughs> Yeah, that's not going to be me. <laughs> yeah. I don't know uh, if that's I, I don't possible. So. Yeah, it, it looks really tough, honestly, like to try to get those, like to get a perfect on that. It's just, it's rough. Like, I don't, I wouldn't even know how, like, I'm not even sure what the best comp for this mode is. Like, I for, for starters, like you definitely need a Torb just to get that extra turret damage out there. That's like essentially... A fifth player um and you, you're gonna need at least one healer i had the most success i think when people were playing either the brig or the zen um mm. but the other two slots like i don't even know what to do there like the soldier has like more a faster and more consistent damage output um and you get the uh the tactical site so you don't at, at that point you don't really have to worry about the the aiming and everything i feel like mccree is good for the burst damage with the fan the hammer he can also clear a lot of space with his dead eye when you get a little bit overwhelmed but also he's he's a little bit slow he doesn't have the best mobility um he's also still pretty squishy uh ash i've seen a lot of people play i think ash is useful for the bob um but not much else and then people play widow which I don't feel like Widow is the most impactful at all, just on Junkenstein in general, but especially not this mode. When I was looking at, well, team composition that we usually run for like everything else was, um, was McCree, Anna, Torb, and Soldier was our go-to lineup. Um, we obviously don't know how it looks going into the new Junkenstein tire event, but I think that's the way how we're going to play it out. The only reason why is because like Deadeye is too good to like remove any of the of the bosses, right? Um mm-hmm. Ana gives you enough healing to keep it up, and also it's just a huge counter for the Roadhog. Um, which we we use that quite a bit. Um also Antinade is just a good burst heal if we need it. Um and yeah, the nano nano on McCree just makes the dead eye faster and it also like helps us lock down the kills. Right. But 
everything else is just like me panicking on Torb, um, my my friend photo bombing the enemy uh, as soldier, and then the other two are just like hardcore. Like we're, we're serious here, and we're just like, I I have baby turrets. Like, what are you up to? Uh, yeah. So, I I would just say like you you would probably want to four stack this. You have to figure out how you're gonna like play this out. Yeah, legit hard with randos. And yeah, I don't know if there is an event thing for getting it perfected on this, but um, I considered this probably like the expert mode that we never got in Junkensteins. Mm-hmm. Um, like I remember like the Storm Rising events where you would have to not Storm Rising. What was the, what was the first one? The Uprising. Uprising. Yeah. So when we did Uprising, like we actually had like a meta going into like trying to beat expert flawless. And it was it was hard as hell, but I don't think we have enough time or commitment to try to do that with with this. So yeah, um, yeah. Plus we won't. It's just like a week, so we just got to figure out how to how to get our win and call it. Just gotta grind it out. Eventually, you'll get lucky. Yeah, I think at least there's at least one strategy like going into this mode that you probably have to be aware of. It's like when you kill the. Um, the tire spawning enemies the tire comes out from where they died so what happened in a lot of the games i was playing that really killed us was uh, we always tend to fight like every single drunkenstein game i've played except for maybe the summoner and drunkenstein all the fights with the elites happen right at the door um so when you're fighting and you eventually kill them especially roadhog there's like no buffer time for you to kill those tires before they hit the door so a strategy that has to like come into play and i don't know if people have realized it yet because this is the first day that we've played it um you gotta push those elites away from the door and then kill them so at least you have some chance of killing the one to three tires that'll pop out yeah it's gonna be tough to try to pull them away um i know that a lot of teams have issues trying to like get them off the backside but at the same time like if you push aggressively you can save your team quite a bit so have you actually got have you did you have to buy the skins that you got for the event or were you like getting lucky with the loot boxes my my gotcha luck is garbage this is <laughs> this is the same. reason why i don't play genshin right now i don't want to i know um i am my my loot box luck is garbage Genshin's um, free, right? Genshin is free until okay. you want more gotcha. <laughs> that's, I haven't touched it yet. That's how that's how it is. Um, but yeah, uh, usually, like that. This is just me personally. If I am lucky in game, that means a string of bad luck is about to happen in real life, and vice versa. So if I have terrible luck in game, something good is like usually around the corner. Um, this is why I, it, it's really bad, but back when, you know, casinos were open and like I would go to like the slot machines and stuff, I would roll in like my gotcha game and I would wait until I got shit rolls. <laughs> and then like the second I got terrible rolls, I'm like, okay, I'm done. Like I'm, I'm done rolling like in game, like something good is going to happen when I get to the casino. So that's that's my way of balancing my own luck it's it's weird but like i'm very superstitious when it comes to that stuff 
Yeah, I just have bad luck in everything in general. Bad luck in life, bad luck in games. It's if I get good luck, it's suspicious. Yeah. It's a bit sus. It just means, okay, we're we're priming you for some more bad luck down the line. Don't worry, your luck's not changing. It still sucks. Just we're we're, we're giving you a little bit of a break. Um Yeah. Okay, so moving on, this week we have another patch note. This is experimental. This one is mainly, I think, looking at adjustments to health and like kind of tweaking some of the characters to make them, I guess, either less oppressive or more impactful. Um, the, the main overarching note says, we're experimenting with some max health adjustments in 25 health increments to allow for more fine tuning of hero's power. Until now, this was done in 50 HP increments to help simplify the understanding of how many hits an enemy hero could withstand. So I guess we're in the fine tuning phase of Overwatch, finally. Um, but the first hero they took was Baptiste. We're trying to look, uh, we're trying out some adjustments to Baptiste's bionic launcher firing cadence that will make dealing damage quicker and landing a healing grenade more impactful. His amplification matrix was sometimes difficult to utilize for his allies without gathering very closely together, so we've made it much wider. Um, the biotic launcher primary fire. Uh, the recovery time was reduced from 0.45 to 0.38 seconds, but the damage was reduced from 25 to 24. So you fire faster, but do a little bit less damage. Um, the secondary fire, which is the healing grenades, um, the recovery was increased from 0.8 to 0.9 seconds, but the healing was increased from 50 to 60. So you fire sh slower, but you heal a little bit more. And then the amp matrix, the width was almost doubled from five to nine meters. And I don't know if you've seen it, but it like people are calling it the garage door because it's so wide. Mm -hmm. Like you can, you can literally fill up a choke with it now. It's so much easier to use. Yeah, the the one that I saw was um they they put up the ant matrix and then it was just the uh the twentieth century fox logo. <laughs> They're just like who who's down for a movie? <laughs> and I'm like, oh okay. <laughs> That's what ant matrix is now. It's just it's wide. It's very it's very wide, but it's good for you know teammates of Baptiste. Now you don't have to like crowd around to try to shoot through a baby window. You could actually like play at a little bit of a distance and not have to like be in its like face. So kind of, kind of happy for the change. Um, but we don't know how well amplification matrix is going to be utilized. Mm -hmm. um, and if it's going to be enough to put them back in like, you know, top three for supports. How do you think the, uh, the, the changes to his fire are going to impact? Like, I, I don't play a lot. I haven't played a lot of Baptiste. The people I play with don't play a lot of Baptiste in general. So, I mean, for us, at least, I don't think it's going to have much of an impact. Um, I think it's, is it Sideshow who just, or Bren who calls him better soldier? So uh, It's one of them. <laughs> but, like, honestly, I think that the um, the primary rate, the, the fire rate, this is... Um, this is good for people like Violet, <laughs> um, for sure. Like he's gonna be very a lot more scary because he could he doesn't need to wait for the recovery time as long. Um, and yes, he's not going to 
be outputting as much damage as he would like to. Uh, like even one less bullet does add up um, over the course of time. But um, yeah, it's just really solid overall as, um, you know, biotic, biotic launcher does deal a lot of damage, especially if you don't, if you aren't paying attention to the Baptiste, uh, mm-hmm. you get punished quite a bit. So um, yeah, this is good for Baptiste players. I think that, you know, if you're really, if you really one trick Baptiste, you're like really happy about this patch, but um also, people who don't, like, you could really utilize this kit a lot more efficiently now. I think you have to be more, also, you have to be more judicious about uh, your timing, too. So, moving on to Brig, not not a big change here. The Her base health was increased from 150 to 175. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be enough to fix or change her or change her play rate. That's, like, what, another shot from someone? Like, another straight hit, you're dead? Um, McCree, his base health was increased from 200 to 225. Uh, his peacekeeper is general fire. The reload time was reduced from 1.5 to 1.2 seconds. So you have a tiny little buff. Um, for May, this one's interesting. Um, since we previously made May's primary fire relatively more expensive, she spends more time out of ammo, and this was particularly noticeable when unable to reload while in cryo freeze. To help smooth out this gameplay, she now regains ammo during cryo-freeze. Um, so every single time she freezes, she restores 15 ammo per second. And her ice wall cooldown was lowered from 13 to 12. I thought May was fine where she was. Um, I've Previously, iterations of her, I think, were a little bit too oppressive. Um, I think this, this puts her into another very strong position now. I'm not going to look forward to it because I hate being frozen as the tank. But I feel I know a lot of people who really enjoy May and that she's their main, so they're going to be fairly happy with this. Yeah, I think that this is just a solid little bit of a quality of life change for for May. Um, I know that if you are taking a fight, usually when you one v one a May, um, and you are trying to freeze the opponent, right? Um, one person will just cryo freeze just to not gain the HP, but more to just block. Um, but now that it's also replenishing your ammo, it does help with the timing of not having to sit there and fully reload. And, um, yeah, you're kind of getting a little bit more utility out of just being a block of ice, you know? Um, yeah, the ice wall, um, the, the ice wall, I feel like is a little, it, it's okay. Like, I don't, I don't think one second is going to change that much. Um, especially considering how much damage teams are doing now. Um, but yeah, it is going to be interesting to see if this changes anything in terms of like which heroes people are going to be playing. I'm just I going to hate being frozen over and over and over again. That's my thoughts on this. Good for May players, bad for everybody else. Um, for Sim, her base shield is increased from 100 to 125. And for Widowmaker, her base health is actually reduced from 200 to 175. Overall, the patch notes here, it just... Brig just stole 25 HP from Widow. That's that's the... Uh, that's what happened. Um, Sam, sure, I guess you get a little bit more shields. Um, but the big ones, honestly, is going to be Baptiste and May. Uh, we'll see how those two are going to change the way how the game is played. 
um, mm-hmm. if it does shake up anything. Um, I do feel like with the change to Soldier, Baptiste is looking a lot better. Um, and, you know, that doesn't mean that you can't rely also on an Ana as well. But um, having the, the the Amp Matrix with a Soldier just means that it's, it's just free damage just going through. Um, and, yeah, that's going to be something to look forward to. And seeing how, like, if we get this patch like streamed on like either contenders or um I, I would say contenders or if we have like preliminaries for world cup i don't know if that's happening um but if it does uh we'll see if this really does change the way how the game is going to be played out mm-hmm. we'll see if this makes it to the actual again this is just the experimental stuff so uh yeah we haven't had a, an actual ptr like live ptr change since the soldier update so i i feel like they're gearing up to give us another one all right so uh let's go over to roster changes this is uh again it's like this is only what the second week of them really announcing that players are able to move around this is only the second week of us finishing the season and players determining are they going to finish out their contracts? Are their contracts going to be renewed? Um, there are a few moves that have happened. Um, a couple that we did want to highlight. I think for me, mainly what's inter- what interested me was the Dragons changes. So the Dragons let go of, I believe, five players. They let go of uh, Dia, Gaguri, Ding, DM, and Luffy. Yeah, that's five. Um, they wrote a whole letter about it um they also said that these five players will have their numbers retired uh, with the um the dragons in um not institution um or the dragons organization is going to be retiring their numbers retiring their jerseys and hanging them up um at least for this one i feel like i don't know if the they they're doing this because they actually feel like the players deserve it um, cause like with Gagori, the only reason she's really notable is because she's the only female player and they, they didn't play her. They like used her as a prop and then let her out once or twice and then said, okay, now we're done with you. Goodbye. I feel like they did her very dirty. Um, I'm just hoping that now that she's out, she can find a team that will actually play her. I'm. I, I honestly think she's probably going to be one of the more in-demand players, again, for that aspect of she's the only female currently signed in the Overwatch League. She's the only woman who's in this game that's not desk talent. Um, I'm pretty sure, for at least for a long while, she had the highest-selling jersey in the league. So I, I think merch collectors are going to be very eager to find out where she goes. And whatever team gets her is going to make a lot of money, at least initially, from those sales. Yeah, uh, I I have to agree with with that a hundred percent. Like, I feel like Agarui's like hero pool is going to be even better considering um, considering the way how the meta is right now. Um, you want a good diva player and a good Zarya player, and if Obviously, like, we haven't seen her play a lot because that's just the dragons and the way how it worked. But um, I don't I don't see her leaving the league if unless, like, she's not top-bragging, you know, 
where she's like not top of the leaderboards and there's like more people coming in. Um, but honestly, I I wouldn't see why a team wouldn't sign her. And I just did I just did a search um, just for my personal my personal thing. I feel like um, if if anyone's gonna pick him up, I feel like she'd want to play with Gamsu again. Um, when when we saw them both on the dragons, they they were really, I wouldn't say really close, but they they had a really good synergy as a as a tank duo. Um, and yeah, Gamsu is currently and I believe still under contract with the Dallas Fuel. Um, which are also making a stupid amount of uh, off-season moves. So um, we could definitely talk about that. But um, with the release of Gregory, I don't know if she wants to. If she continues on, I feel like she'd go to the go to the fuel to play with Gamsu. Um, otherwise, um, yeah, I I wouldn't mind seeing her retire either. It's just it depends on her really um, what she wants to do. I mean, I would I would hope that before she retires, she would at least have one season on a team that actually played her with some regularity so that at least her career couldn't just be said to be all um, as a showpiece, you know? Like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I feel like if it was me, yeah, I got paid as an esports player. But it's it's very clear, I think, what the Dragons were doing by signing her. I don't think they had any interest in her as a player. They had interest in her as as a monetary marketing tool. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I do hope that other teams will give her a shot. Um, there are a lot of really solid players out there. And especially if Gregory can still compete, obviously, um, people would want her on a team. Uh, we... Clearly, we haven't seen her around, which is the one thing that obviously is still big question marks. Um, but she has been in the league for a while. She has been on a team that, you know, has a lot of high marks. It's just a matter of are they going to let her play or not? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do feel like if a team wants to sign her, um, you know, solid off tank to consider um, and see how they could uh, really clean up the rest of it. Yeah. I mean, another question that I have is like, I've brought this up before, but is the Overwatch scene, is the esports scene ready for Giggory to have a more prominent position? Or is it even ready for even more women to come into this league and play? Or is it still just that boys club where she's like, she's just going to be the anomaly for forever. And, and we're not ready, at least not, not how to phrase this. Um, the fans aren't willing to accept, I guess, women in that role. I mean, I, a lot of it might be also cultural or, and whatnot. Um, like back when we talked about Avala, where um, the players didn't feel like they could listen to a woman, you know? Mm-hmm. Is it, are, are we, how long are we going to have to fight through that? And how long are women going to still have to, to contend with those ideas? Yeah, that that is something that I know. I'd, I'm going to bring up the other scene. I'm going to bring up Valorant right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but Valorant Cloud Nine just signed a full female roster. Um, they they won a really big tournament um, earlier on in their career, and I'm fine with 
definitely having them on because they they earned their spot. Like they they won a very prominent tournament and they they made it their own. And to be signed to Cloud Nine, uh, which you know is the parent company of London Spitfire, um, we're gonna see you know even better even better plays come out from both sides. So um, yeah, I just hope that other esports can just accept the fact that you know it, it doesn't matter about your gender. If you're a good player, you're a good player. You you deserve whatever contract you deserve like you you earn it you you work for it you got it that's that's all up to you so um yeah it, it's just a matter of time i think that if we were to have mixed rosters which i feel like should happen it's esports there's no contact um if we had a mixed roster with just the best players period you will have not only a good following but you'll also just have you know, variety and diversity on teams that otherwise might not have that range, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. What's it like in the contender scene, Kevin, as opposed, like, in regards to uh, that gender diversity? Um, I, I still think it's the same way as the Overwatch League. There's not a lot of female players. There was one um, that played for Team Brazil, I think, um, during, the, during the World Cup, but right. that was it. Like there wasn't really a lot to go off of, and I, I do feel like it is part of just the culture of esports, just being like, oh, so do guys play video games harder? Um, but it it shouldn't be. Like, uh-huh. if you're a good player and you deserve your slot, you earn your slot, you you get it, you you win. Right. Like that. That's all that the game is. It's all about competition. So, um, yeah, you just gotta. I feel like that's just how we have to change the way how we think. We just have to play the game mm-hmm. um, and let, you know, doesn't matter about gender or anything. Like if you have a good clientele, you have a good team, you deserve to have, make a good team out of it. So right. what about collegiate? Is is there any collegiate? Or is, it, is it still going that deep? Collegiate is complete opposite. Like the collegiate is honestly like the, the golden like spot right now um like it it is mixed rosters it is like you know very inclusive right now um considering everybody like we just signed or we just have our um we solidified our a team for the school um and i believe it is one two yeah i think it's split right down the middle um so yeah we have we have three girls three guys on that team um and so the team itself is really it's it's going to be interesting because a lot of the players that i trained are now on the main team um but that's also because you know of the rotation of a lot of the dps players want to go and play valorant um but our dps players are getting well the kairos one of one of the big ones from the overwatch scene um has taken it to competitive Valorant. He's like, he's playing against like Cloud Nine and shit for for fun. Uh, and then T had like the other DPS who we had for the team is focusing on a study since it's the last semester. So um, yeah, the the team is a little scarce, but um, it is very inclusive. That's one thing that I really do enjoy about collegiate esports scene. Like we're all very like open and kind of inclusive of everyone so um 
yeah, it, it's not a boys club in collegiate. Like a lot of people will let you play. Um, and yeah, it, especially if you're a good player, like even if you're not a good player, if you're just somebody who's fun to hang out with, like we'll play. I, I don't mind. Do you see any hope like for, for that um, inclusivity and that equality to trickle upward or is it, is it, do you think it has something to do with the fact that it is a college scene as opposed to the professional scene? Uh, I hope that it does trickle up eventually. Um, it it just feels weird how like esports is still separated out by gender in a way, you know? Um, like we still have like female Dota leagues. We have like, you know, guys only like these these certain uh-huh. games, but like it does it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter when it comes to esports. Like, it feels like they're just continuing to ape traditional sports. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's no need to do that. Like, there, there's no physical contact. I guess the only thing that you would be afraid of is like you know team drama, but you're gonna have drama on a team regardless. Like, if it, that's just gonna happen. Um. But yeah, I I just don't think that it it should be biased based off of that. Like you want to have the ber- best personnel. It it doesn't matter about you know what you come to the table with. It's just like mm-hmm. what can you prove on the battlefield. That's all that matters. That's that's unfortunate. Um, just the entire scenario surrounding it. I, I'm hoping that within at least the next five years, something can change. Um, That's a wish. I'm not super hopeful. I think like a lot of it might be cultural, especially because like esports is an international thing. It's not really an, an American thing. So like our American ideals and stuff aren't always going to be applicable to the rest of the world. Um, And even like the European like ideals, not going to fit well with, uh, the Asian ideas of things or Asian culture is very male dominated, like family centric, like even, even a lot of like, it it feels like something that should be considered outdated, but like even a lot of the films in the the festival right now, a festival's closing, but some of them are still like showing how oppressive that patriarchy is in the Eastern mindset. Like we're both Asian, Kevin, like we, we, you, you understand that, right? Like you've seen it. Yeah. It's just, uh, I, I don't, I don't really, it, yeah, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be an issue. <laughs> and anyway, um, I really, I'm looking forward to seeing where Gaguri goes. I, I really want to see her play because if she does, that's a huge step forward. I feel like she could be a proving ground for, the the idea of including more women in esports especially in professional signed esports like the league yeah and obviously this should change with time hopefully um as esports slowly progresses and becomes more mainstream um, a lot more people are going to be on board with like having mixed teams and having teams that are um just good in general you know um And if it takes, if it takes a while for it to happen, or it takes, you know, some great investor to really make that happen, they will. Uh, I, I personally like 
later down the line would like to have an esports org and then just be like you know what if, if you're a good player i don't care just mm-hmm. just put them on the team i don't care if they're whatever i just want i just want to win tournaments like i just want to win games if it takes hire who you need to to win the games i don't care um about you know what they have otherwise just like build a good team yeah if the team if the team functions and is a championship team nobody will care about like you know oh it's a half female roster oh it's a it's a you know just it's a boys club it's a girls club whatever man i don't i just want to win if whatever whatever it takes um i just hope that you know that just doesn't become like the i want that to be the norm of just having mixed rosters in esports it there's no reason for it not to be and this is one of the very few competitive sports where like that's allowed like Mm -hmm. Back in the day, like if you want to go back to like Billie Jean King and like, you know, the tennis match, like uh, like Battle of the Sexes, like that was like that's tennis. And they made a big deal about like, you know, guys versus girls. Right. Like uh, what? Like that's non-contact. Uh, and like esports is just a even more even playing ground. Like it, right, it's right. just I just want to see, you know bits like battle of wits at this point it and mechanics um it shouldn't matter about anything else that they do it should just be like you you do well you you get this you should have a good team and you should be dominating so moving on to some more moves that have happened that are interesting um decay is going to be staying on the washington justice so after all the drama that happened last year with him he was on the fuel correct he was on the fuel so after him moving from the fuel to the justice i guess he's finally found a spot where he's comfortable so he's gonna stay there um rascal who uh flex god for the san francisco shock has not been re-signed so um, uh, he has he has officially announced his retirement. Oh yeah, that's um, right. He retired. He he went on, or at least it was a tweet from the San Francisco Shock saying that, you know, they're honestly thinking that he's going to retire, um, because one, he wants to spend time with his family. Like he 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 hasn't been able to do that for the past three years because of Overwatch League. So he wants to do that, but he's also just like, if he does come back, like I feel like it will be kind of insane to see him um, and to see where he ends up landing. Of course, like if he goes back to the shock, that's cool. But at the same time, like I don't see like, I, I feel like he's just too much fun. Like it, he's, he was a freaking blessing, like to see Rascal play. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, if, if there is ever going to be another flex God, like Rascal, uh, it's going to be, we're gonna learn we're gonna learn that obviously through time but he is one of the he's one of the ogs he's been around forever um and yeah if he if he does sign to another team it's gonna be real interesting to see where he goes for me personally um there are a couple of them i don't i don't think they listed it um they i thought they did they didn't okay um we were talking about it last week for sure. I remember um, some of the free agents that were available. Um, EQO is one of them. 
for the for the Philadelphia Fusion, like EQO is a free agent, so I would keep an eye out on where he ends up landing. Um, if you know they decide to resign him, or if they decide to, you know, do anything else, kind of, kind of odd um, with his contract, I, I wouldn't mind um, seeing where they end up landing with that. Um, Hawksall announces his retirement. Um, he says that he no longer he, he's done with Overwatch, um, and the New York Excelsior also released Nene, Who Are You, Hot Butt, and Bianca. So, um, Who Are You is going to be an interesting one to look at. He he had a really good run in Contenders, um, but we'll see if he lands anywhere. You know, um, anywhere of of uh, of note. Um, I, I should probably start at the top. The Atlanta Rain. Um, they they kind of purged a lot of their roster, um, but they kept they kept Gator. That's one thing that I I noted. Um, I think but that's a they, smart decision. I I yeah. really like Gator for them. Yeah, Gator Gator's a good fit for the team, but they also released Dogman, which is another person who I'm like he he's very charismatic, um, and he's a very good uh, IGL like in game leader. So. I would like to see him join another team. Um, I wouldn't know where he ends up going, but if he does end up going to another um, to another team, uh, that's something to keep an eye out for. Um, yeah, there, there's just a lot of you know the Dallas Fuel um, purge a lot of their old players. Um, actually, my bad. Gomsu announced his retirement, um, so. Yeah, Dallas is probably not a good landing place for Gregory. We'll see where she ends up going. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of players from the Dallas Fuel who got uh, released. But in that, tr- in in turn, they made a trade with Paris to get Hanbin and Sparkle um, to the team. So that's kind of that's kind of a big pickup um, for them. That's huge. So, like, yeah, Sparkle, and you got Fielder too. Yeah, they they took Fielder as well and Repel. So there's a lot of just like pieces that the Fuel are looking to build around. Um, And they signed them early, which is good, which means that, you know, it it means that, you know, you're locked into here. We have these players ready. Um, We'll just see where it takes them from there. Um, Yeah, Saya player is off of the Florida Mayhem. That's one that, you know, um, he had a really big impact in the first season, but didn't really see too much uh, coming in the other seasons, but uh, he might be an interesting pickup to see where he ends up landing. Um, yeah, let's see. Uh, the Spitfire purged a lot of their team, which we, we kind of knew was going to happen. Um, the the Gladiators have a huge shakeup. Obviously, a lot of uh, departures. OGE is gone. Um, and then, you know, Shaz and Big Goose um, uh, have retired um along with bijou he, he considers himself retired but is willing to come back as a coach um or a player manager so that's something to see if we get coach bijou um which yeah we'll we'll see where that where that goes those are kind of the big ones that i was talking about obviously like rascal's retirement is kind of a big deal for the shock um we'll see if he comes back or decides to hang out with other people um the defiant literally have like, like almost nobody 
<laughs> so, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens there. And yeah, Washington kept decay. That was the that was the big thing. They released Roar, but if they keep going with what they already have, right? Um, we'll see if like teams start making bigger moves here. Um, like, do you start going for? You start building your team now. If you're the uh, if you're the Washington Justice, or are you waiting for contenders to see like, you know, who rises to the top? Who do we pick? Um, I I wouldn't mind seeing a lot of newer faces join the league, um, but at the same time, you want to keep some of the better players that are in, like, you know, that are in discussion, um, and see where they end up going. You know. Um, we want to we want to see a lot of these new teams probably form closer to the actual date of the league, um, which I think they said April, right? Like they wanted to. Yeah, April is when we're we're looking at the new. So, league. yeah, if April expect like obviously Overwatch two coming in February, I'm I'm gonna just make that prediction now. Um, Overwatch two in February because um, that's when BlizzCon is. They're gonna make the big announcement. Uh, and then we're going to get beta keys and all that. Uh, and then they'll give us a month and then they'll be like, oh, yeah, the league returns. Um, and then when the league returns, then we'll start having all the all the announcements. Like, um, yeah, there, there's just a lot of things that I was just like, oh, yeah, this, this might be interesting. Um, I was looking as well at the Houston Outlaws, I think... Um, I think they put a post about their signings or re-signings um, and who hasn't been re-signed. Um, the, the, uh, the duo, the, like Dante and Linkser have not been re-signed, which is kind of, kind That's of. Very, uh, very sad it, for them. It's a, it's a very like interesting position for them to be in. Um, Mumo's released as well. Um, and we know where Repel landed. Like, Repel is now on the fuel. So, yeah. Uh, we'll see where the DPS line ends up going. I mean, Dante is one of the scarier Sombras in the game. Um, but he also has like a solid hero pool. It just depends on where mm. he wants to end up going. Um, I, w- <laughs> I wouldn't mind him going back to the Shock. And I feel like if him... Him and Super were to play again together, it would be it would be another really weird blast, but it would be something to something to see at least. Um Linkser, on the other hand, like he's a very good, you know, widow player. It just depends on where he wants to go. Um but yeah, there there's a lot of free agents. Keep your eyes out. You're gonna wanna look at where players end up going. Um, and if there are newer players who are going to get signed. So obviously I feel like once we get closer to the actual league date, we will get more confirmations about this. Um, but there are, there is a lot that we have to like look at, you know, in general. Mm -hmm. Um, one thing that we have to keep in mind, um, the, Okay, so yeah, teams must have a minimum of seven players by January 4th. So you might just see some players just get signed um, by January 4th. 
um if we if we get that number um there's also a number i think it was what it's like november 13th yes um so november 13th is another big day to look at um for free agency because that is the last day that some teams can exercise their team option um so in other words like they have to by by the 13th teams have to offer certain players um a contract um otherwise they become free agents um or they have to like be able to max or match their their uh their option so linkser is one of those muma is another there's a whole bunch of just like other players that you have to like keep in mind uh, ksf is one um Sebiolbe, Lero, Jonak, um, like th- they all have like contracts that can be, um, they can be exercised, but it depends on if the organization wants to keep them on or not. Um, we'll determine if they decide to stay or not. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see where people land. At the very least, seeing that the trades are happening, people are still being signed, and that. It's not just a mass laying off that people are actually building the teams for next season. I think that's very encouraging. Um, it means that, at least for now, they are still planning on having the league next season. I don't know if it'll be as robust and as big as where we're going, um, but it, it at least for now, is going to be there. Uh, I'm hoping to see, in addition to hopefully, fingers crossed, signing it at least one more at least one more woman player maybe picking up some more of the uh contenders talent i i would love to see more diversity in the league um and obviously like valorant's already made the push it's just a matter of time before like the overwatch league is like you know what we should probably do something about this um and if they do obviously like good on them i wouldn't mind seeing that and i want to see that um I just hope that we get enough um, get enough players, obviously. And I would also like to know, going into the next season, are we going to lose teams? Mm-hmm. Um, like, are some of these teams, like, their investors are probably like, you know what, we, we can't afford to, to keep, like, paying, like, fa- franchise fees to keep our team in the league. So should we should we cut our losses like if if a team is gonna go i mean like the toronto defiant literally don't have a roster (laughs) but like um we'll see if that's an option like do we start seeing you know we have a lot of teams now do we start seeing them thin out Mm -hmm. um because of the way how the league is going right now and maybe after if one team drops out we'll might we might see some other teams also pull out as well like maybe they're waiting for someone to make the first move yeah, and also with that, it it will make the league probably more manageable. Like right now, I think we have what twenty, we have twenty teams. Is that... I think so. I think I think twelve in One, two, three. twelve in NA and eight in Asia, I believe. Yeah. So ideally, I mean, I don't want to say it, but like ideally, if four teams drop, you have a sixteen like team. You have like a 16 team league uh it makes you know round robin and best of like it makes like 
mid-season tournaments a lot easier to look at. Uh, and it's a lot more like balanced in that way. But honestly, like I, I would hate to lose some of these teams. And then I guess our final thing to cover fairly quickly, uh, we've been going on for a lot longer than I thought we would. Um, but Super went on to the, is it the Tonight Show that Fallon's on? I can never remember yes. the Jimmys. Yeah, um, there's too, too many, many late-night Jimmys. There's too many uh, late-night Jimmys. There's too many late-night shows that all sound the same. There's the Late Show. There's the Late-Night Show. There's the Tonight Show. There's the Late Late Show. There's there's so many of them. But whatever one Jimmy Fallon is on, um, Super went on there again after he did last year to talk about winning the uh, Overwatch League championship. Uh, I believe he also like went on last year to talk about it. And I think we mm, talked about it. He did. And yeah, we talked about it and how it was rather a, a kind of a softball interview. Um, this one was a little, uh, it was only like what, four minutes. It, I think it premiered on the uh, 26th of October. So mm-hmm. last night for us, um, it wasn't, it, again, it wasn't as in depth as I would have liked. Um, he mainly just kind of, asked the same overall questions like what is overwatch how does it feel to win um again but i did like his questions about um trying to figure out how these players pick their names supers was interesting um it, it came from his uh, an account his brother set him up for what was it, it was um runescape that's where his name came from mm-hmm. um and i liked how he asked super about like so you've won this twice in a row are you going for the third? Are you going to try to build yourself up as one of the first dynasties of the Overwatch League? So, I mean, as esports is growing, I think people are paying more attention to it. And I think people are more starting to accept its staying power. Um, Again, I'm just hoping that the Overwatch League has enough money and support to have the staying power that people are starting to predict for it. Yeah, I, I do agree. I feel like th- this is something that like I know that Bay Area people are probably going to give me flack for, but a lot of people were saying like, oh, well, the Bay Area doesn't have anything to root for anymore. Like once mm-hmm. Kevin Durant left the Warriors, like we have nothing like, okay, yeah, the 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 Raiders left the, uh, you know, the, the A's are on the fence about leaving oakland and all that stuff and they're like there's nothing to cheer for like we have no dynasty anymore and i'm like okay well first of all we had the giants dynasty and then we had the warriors dynasty for a while and then like Uh nobody's talking about the san francisco shock and like for me i'm like there's still something going on in sf you you just don't see it like you don't want to see it you don't yeah, want to you just count this as a sport yeah you don't want to count this as something that san francisco could pride themselves on um and it's kind of sad because like you know that they, they are one of the strongest like they if if not considered the strongest team in the overwatch league um it is something that you know it i'm at least looking forward to and um at, i'm enjoying it for for everything that it that it is like we were lucky enough to you know I was able to talk to Andy, got to hang out with a couple of players, um, got to cast with Nevix. That's one thing that like I personally have like connections with. It's just a really fun thing. And the organization is just nice in general. But yeah, there's something going on in, in the Bay. Like you just have to look for it and accept that, you know, esports isn't just for basement dwellers <laughs> in fedoras, you know? 
Um, I, I shower. Uh, I, I can't fedora. sleep with everyone else. I, I don't. I may actually. I have a guitar. So, <laughs> you know, they, a guitar, you either have a guitar, a uke plus fedora, right? Like that's, I have that's the combo. Yeah. 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 The uke. It's just, they didn't give you the fedora for free. It's not like, <laughs> no, buy one, get one free offer. I got Usually, a, I got a bag for my uke and a tuner. So I, I, I skipped out on the hat giveaway. Yeah. It, it's, uh, it's one of those things where, uh, it, usually it's a buy a uke get a get a straw fedora free um <laughs> but I'm, I'm glad that that you missed out on that deal because you know you don't want to get made fun of uh but yeah I, yeah i had i had a fedora at, at one point i <laughs> not gonna not gonna deny it i think that having like we, we talked about this again like last year but i think having these people on these mainstream shows like some people might not care but i mean it's good visibility and like having someone as charismatic as super who doesn't really fit like you said that that basement dweller fedora stereotype of gamers and and esports players like that is that's so useful it's definitely to whoever sees it it's challenging hopefully their preconceived biases about what this field is yeah I, that's why i'm kind of like i'm i'm waiting for phase clan in valorant to have their time in the sun you know mm-hmm. uh the second that we get baby bay on the tonight show or something like that people are gonna oh like my god yeah it's older dude i keep saying it but that smolder is just uh yeah it, yeah the, the, the general public is gonna like lose their minds like if they're like whoa no way that's that's not fair how are you good at video games and look that handsome uh and be that's that ripped yeah, exactly. You can't be ripped and good at video games. Like it, it that doesn't it, that's not genetics, but like Baby Bay just put him in front of a camera, dude. Like you just have you you put him on a talk show like you're you're going to make BTS fans wonder if they should stand for this guy now. Like it it, it it's that good. Anything else we want to talk about? I feel like we we've gone we've delve deeper into these topics than i thought we definitely would but um it was it was a good discussion yeah yeah it was it was a solid solid discussion obviously um yeah get get your teams together take on junkenstein's revenge uh complain about it a lot uh that's that comes with the job uh i hope that everybody is enjoying you know the league off time we don't know obviously we don't know if we're going to get world cup um if we do get world cup it's obviously coming later than what we expected it's going to happen which i it's again they've said it's unlikely it'll be during blizzcon yeah like if if it is going to happen expect more news coming like january um but i really don't think that's going to be the case um i would rather have you know a safe um overwatch league return um compared to a um compared to just kind of like a shoved like you know forced experience that way um but yeah uh the the league is in its off season just watch for watch for free agencies play play your games have fun let us also know if you want us to try to get certain guests or what else you want us to try to do um I've emailed, not emailed, I've tweeted, I sent Custa a, a DM to see if he could 
be willing to go back on. I texted Gladius. He hasn't responded back to me. I'm currently um, LinkedIn messaging Kent Wakeford, who is one of the owners of the Soul Dynasty, who is also a fellow Bruin, and I've interviewed him before for another article that I did. Um, let us know. I would love to try to get Zoe, but she's a little bit preoccupied right now and also in uh, Sweden. So, or is it Switzerland? Sweden? I keep forgetting. Sweden, I think. Okay. Sorry, don't hate me, please, if we get that um, wrong. Yeah, we're sorry to our international audience about if we messed up. Also, we went up, like, I last week I said I'd be happy if we hit 250 before the end of October. We ha- still have a, like, what, was it three days left, and we're at 265. I don't know if we'll hit 300, but that would be amazing if we did. So, um, fingers crossed. But... Yeah, finish up your Halloween skins, everybody. Um, Have a happy Halloween. We'll come back at you in November. Um, And yeah, stay, stay safe and stay warm. Stay Rona free. See you next week. Next week, we scour the internet for more news of the world of Overwatch. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you hear, please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms and follow us on all social media at Believe in OWL. Questions or comments? Please send us an email at believeinowl at gmail.com. If you'd like to advertise with our show, please contact our network at believe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.